What is up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief in effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Mark Francis in the host seat once again, and joining us once again, not in the host seat, but in the co-host seat, or in the color commentator seat, or in the beauty queen seat. In the John Madden seat. Whatever you want to call it. Alicia Vitale. How are you? I'm doing very well. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Yes. And you know what we can all be thankful for? Tell us. The rain. Yeah. Our area is in a pretty significant drought. And so like, I have a pond. All the ponds of the area are extremely low. Mm -hmm. So I am just so thankful to the Lord for sending us yeah. rain. 37 really degree rain it. is not as fun as 70 degree it's rain. True. It's but, a cold rain. Know, it's cold and dreary. Like, but I'm all bundled up but fall is here thanksgiving will be fine and and no tim sanford you are not going to melt we had that conversation before you were getting mocked by by the staff when you walked in the building today yes Yes? i'm wounded no okay no names would be dropped here but you've heard them here pastor discipleship community groups pulpit whatever you want to call them jack of all trades tim sanford master of none right hey no no not we won't go down there, no. But you are going to be in, in with us here for several weeks to come. Mm-hmm. Excited about that. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about that here yes. at the end of this episode, but yeah, okay. moving into the Christmas season. But before we do that, we are still into the Digging Deeper series here. This is part yeah. five, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Yes. This is the fifth week yes. that we've been doing five this. Six. And we How have many one weeks? more. Oh, six one more? Okay. One more coming up. But the, I've been looking forward to this one. Um, between last week, where Caleb did a great job of unpacking the signs and wonders, it flows beautifully into, well, okay, what is the Holy Spirit? What, how, does, how do you minister um, the ministry of the Holy Spirit? So, Alicia, I'll just turn your way. What's your takeaway from, I mean, there's a lot of things to unpack. So just fire away. You can start the topics. Well, so the, the first point, we'll just start with your first point in your outline, which, by the way, is <laughs> I had to go back and listen to the sermon again to do the the sermon notes. And once I listened again, then I was able to see how it all came together. Um, and so the first point was Christ told the church to wait. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that and just imagining the scene of when Jesus is telling his disciples that it's it's better that he go away because he's yeah. he's got to go away in order for the helper to come. Yeah. And I so I imagine the confusion that they have, but he and it told them back in John 14 right, right. that he was going to be with them. And, and then he says, I am in my father and you and me and I and you. And so there's this language of indwelling and what, what does that yeah. look like? Are yeah. they understanding that they because they're not experiencing that yet. And then when Jesus ascends and I just, I wonder, okay, are they fearful of like, oh no, like, okay, what's next? Or are they anticipating, like, are they ready to just hit the ground running and start sharing this great news? Like, I'm, I'm just wondering what's stirring it within them. And it's just, the thing that impacted me is when just the idea that not only is God with them, but he's in them. 
And so he's like, he's Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, but he's sending the spirit and is going to be in them. And it's not something that they've ever experienced before. And so it is this whole new paradigm shift that they're getting ready to embark on. And you brought out the point that that's something we've never experienced as, as believers. Like we've never. Not without, right? Yes. We've never we've experienced, never experienced right. not having the Holy Spirit yep. right. as, as a believer. As soon as we believe, right. we receive. Known. Yeah, we receive yeah. the Spirit. So, and I appreciate yeah. that reference to Psalm 51. You know, yeah. sometimes it, it gets yeah. muddy and even right. in, in our worlds today, in our culture, oh, the Spirit can come and go. But right. referencing in perspective <clears throat> of where David is praying, you know, don't let your spirit be cast without me yeah. you know don't your spirit uh, i'm blanking out on the phrase of it yeah don't take your spirit don't take from your me. spirit from yeah. me thank yeah. you yes, yes. Uh, and, and so <clears throat> that that gives perspective of of where uh we are in our world today of man right. that's that's just so cool that right. we don't even have to have that right. prayer because if you remember king saul the king before yeah. him right like the spirit of god came upon him but then it also tells us that the spirit of god left him and now Saul, if you, if you mm-hmm. study out the life of Saul, you'll see him um, wrestling all the time. Like he's trying to figure out what God wants or what he should do. He's not a, he's not a real spiritual man. He's a carnal man is what he is. One time he even goes to a medium to figure some <laughs> right. of this stuff out, <laughs> right. right? Because yeah. he, he basically says, God, stop talking to me. Mm-hmm. Well, so there's a problem here that David was alive during all that stuff. Mm-hmm. David knew that was the Old Testament function, if you will. Of So for him to be in egregious sin, maybe that's not right to say, because sin is sin is sin in that sense, right? But to recognize that, look, I, I have been rebellious against God. I've done my own thing. I killed a guy over it. Um, there was a legitimate concern on his part that, Lord, you can take your spirit from me just Mm. like you did from Saul. Mm -hmm. And I'm begging you, please don't. Mm -hmm. We never have that issue to Mm -hmm. deal with at all, right? And so the thing that I felt like I was trying to do with the waiting, with the uh, prophecy, with the signs and wonders, all of those, I think, are indicators of the importance of this subject and of us understanding it. So I was trying to heighten that by going through some of those things so that we could then see, okay, so so what is, why is that so important? And um, again, you only have, what, less than an hour to kind of do all that. Yeah. But hopefully there's a bit of a wedding of our appetite where we begin to pursue that a little bit on our own and try to figure mm-hmm. out some of that. So, and how cool is like? it where, you know, Jesus says to wait and in order for the Spirit to come, I must go and something yes. better will come. Yes. That you really hit home well, I think, because it is what could be better than just hanging out with Jesus and walking with Jesus and watching him walk around and heal the sick and, you know, cast out demons. And man, I'm with God. What could be better than that? Right. I mean, it's that cool visual (laughs) picture of putting yourself in those disciples' shoes and be like, what's going on here? This this is going to be better. Yeah, exactly. And, And I think sometimes we'll read that and we assess differently than what God says. And we know that that's not accurate, but we do it and we live in that assessment, meaning that so we would say exactly what, like, how could this be better? There's just no way. Why <laughs> right. would we not have this? But if you just look at a couple things, if you just look at the fact that 
So Jesus was never living within the disciples. He was living with, with the them. disciples, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They saw all the wonderful miracles that he did and the graciousness of his character and his love for people. They saw all that stuff. But look how much was still blind. Uh, they were blinded to. Mm -hmm. They didn't understand some of the things that he was saying, right? Mm -hmm. So now... He's saying, I'm going, this one's coming, another helper of the same kind. He's going to live within you. And one of the things he's going to do is he's going to guide you into truth, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that the Lord himself wasn't teaching truth. It's just that now you have the spirit within you. So there's an advantage. And another advantage that I think is, um, so when the Lord was here, if he was in Jerusalem, then Samaria or Nazareth or pick town, you know, like they, they weren't enjoying, they were enjoying what they heard, but they weren't enjoying the proximity to him. But if in Nazareth and Bethlehem and all of Judea and Samaria and da da da, you got believers whose the life of Christ is being lived out through them. Mm. Now, again, this all, all this. Um, the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. He's living it. He's living the life He's, out in, in people like us. Because yeah. yes. if we were living in, in as believers we are today, that's what's happening. If we would just let him have his way with us so that we're responding to him, then the life of Christ. So there's another advantage to all of that. Another great application of comparing that disciple kind of dilemma of like saying, Jesus, why, are you, why do we need to have you leave us? What could be better than this? Well, we can be holding on to even our lives here and now and thinking what could be better yeah, than the right. Holy Spirit living and dwelling with us and lose sight of the hope yet to come right. of glory with with God forever. You know, I think yeah. we can sometimes be enamored with this world and this right. here and now so much because this is what we see, that there right. is something even better to come. It's just kind of a neat yeah. picture of, of where we are today. And also thinking of the Holy Spirit and his role as one of the Godhead is there, the Bible uses many different names for him, like helper, advocate, counselor, spirit of truth. Yep. He convicts and, yep. and then all of these different roles that he plays and that he's actively doing in our lives. And he's, he's applying this, um, he, he's the source of application for our salvation, and he is enabling us in that process of sanctification. He's the one that's doing the work. And so when you think about like your prayer life and when you're praying um, and asking the Spirit to, to lead you, to guide you, to help you, to strengthen you, to... Um, fix your eyes so that you can behold him it's like that is a very practical way that we can be engaging with the spirit in in a very intimate way um with him dwelling in us and us living out the life of christ right. because he is he is he is faithful to the godhead and so we get to participate in that through the different roles that he he is and his characteristics like right. we get to have access to him right. in that way yeah. and there's a nearnessness that we have that the disciples didn't have or the saints in the old testament didn't have that we do have and so it's just it's it's such a privilege for us right. on this side of the gospel right. to be able to experience that and I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful for that. And this, this topic is kind of a next level discipleship understanding as a believer. 
right? I mean, as you come to know Christ, you're not going to really fully process all this right away. Sure. You, you, sure, you might yeah. be, it depends on what you've been told yeah. or how you read Scripture yeah. to understand, I'm, I believe in Jesus Christ. You know, he died for my sins. I'm going to get a chance to go to heaven. Now we're going to dig deeper into this. Now, so we're right. getting into an understanding of, wow, okay, what are all the... What are all the blessings that I now right. have because of being in Christ and, yeah. and all of what the Spirit leads and guides us? I say that because I, I had my in-laws come to church with us this past week, and they're not believers. And they've been to our church many, many times. But the whole time I'm processing, what are they hearing out yeah. of this? You know, and, yeah, sure. and because you got to, as a pastor and teacher, you got to think of the full audience. Mm. So as you go into this topic, that's kind of one of my questions. Yeah. How, I think you did a great job of making it seem personal, not this like ethereal concept, but this is real and real life application. Yeah. And, and so wrestling with that of having unsaved people in the audience, thinking through and hearing this idea of Holy Spirit, what is this thing? You yeah. know, in English language, Holy Ghost sometimes right. is one yeah, of them, yeah. and that makes it even yeah, crazier yeah, for us. Right. That's right. right. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I yeah. appreciate that perspective. So in your process of thinking through the audience in 40 minutes, like you mm -hmm. said, this is a long-winded question, but what was on the cutting room floor, and how did you really weave this idea for a for a sermon as opposed to, a learning center class, or as opposed yeah. to a, a discipleship conversation. Yeah. How did all that come together well, that, for you? Well, that's hard because, I mean, I'm actively involved in a 12-week BTC right. class on this very subject, right? And and we feel like, because there's two other guys teaching with me, we feel like in 12 weeks, we're just not doing it justice. <laughs> right. You know? Right. So, so then to think we can deal with minutes. this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it was a real struggle um, but probably where I found the most struggle, and I think I alluded to this in, in at least some of them, but um, so the life of Christ is what the Spirit of God is demonstrating through ours. He lives out that life of Christ, right? I found myself wrestling with trying to uh, like walk all the way through this for the whole purpose of displaying Christ or yeah displaying Christ and realizing I can't do that mm -hmm. like that is actually his job to do that I can mm -hmm. talk about these things but I think I was carrying too much on my own shoulders of somehow I have to make this happen mm -hmm. if I say is the Lord precious to you well as a believer you would know yeah the answer is yes but if you were honest, a lot of us would say, well, he is, but he's not. It's not like, what do you mean by that? You know, like, it, yeah, he is because he provided salvation for me. But I'm talking about when you think of somebody in your life that is a person, a friend, like someone who is so dear to you that you would actually use that term, they are very precious to me. That's the kind of scale mm. I'm talking about, right? I don't think that there's a lot of believers who... Um, are thinking that way. Mm -hmm. But he, the more we get to know him, the more the Spirit of God uh, uh, reveals him to us, and then in, in um, like through us, then uses that to reveal him to others. This preciousness of him just, it keeps rising, rising, mm -hmm. rising, right? Like I see over the years a, a, a growth in that because there was a time when I would have said, well, yeah, he's precious to me because that was the right answer, not because right. it was right or not, true. Or real. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
and and I'm not I don't know where I'm at on the scale if there is a scale but I would just say I'm I'm not there anymore but I don't know exactly I'm growing in that whole process how do we communicate that in such a way that people get enough of a taste of it or or in regards to your in-laws how do they get enough of a taste to go you know what I want to pursue that mm-hmm. I mean it talks about him convicting the world of sin and the right. righteousness of judgment that's exactly where they're at it's the holy spirit's job to right. do that right yeah. so how is he doing that and are they are they catching that and are they realizing whoa yeah god's showing me some of this stuff and then being borne along by him responding to him mm-hmm. in that right? well i appreciate <clears throat> as you closed out and you're talking about this idea of knowing god more and having him be precious to you you also shared a little bit of your wrestling leading up to this week of yeah. of what it looks like to walk in the spirit right. and <clears throat> attempting to convey and communicate these things in 40 minutes like we're talking about here and right now and how you might have were tempted to lean in your own yeah. flesh and, your, yeah. and do it your own terms to yeah. convey what you wanted to convey instead of walking by the Spirit. Right. It, it, that was a really hitting home kind yeah. of analogy yeah. that I felt was yeah. impactful because I can relate to it. I understand where you're coming from. Hopefully other people caught that as well. Yeah. You, you had said something um, that I wrote down that kind of struck a chord with me. You said we wrestle with our flesh, but little by little we can see that the spirit wants to have his way with us. And there was a little part of that that made me pause. And the wording was we can see that the spirit wants to have his way with us. And thinking about somebody who may be an unbeliever in the pews or or even as a believer, it's there's a little pause there of okay, what does that look like for the Spirit to have his way with me? And as I thought about that more, I thought we we need to have a right understanding of who God is and his yeah. character and that he is he is good, he is holy, and all these things that we've we've talked about before about him being Christ living through us through the Spirit and the fa- he and the Father, they're at one, and we are invited into this fellowship, and we have this inheritance that's been given to us. I mean, all of just, I mean, the Bible is so rich yeah. with these truths, yeah. but to see, okay, this is who wants to have his way with us, right. that is a good thing. Right. And that's not something to be fearful of, but something that we can trust God with because he's trustworthy and he only has our best interest in mind. In 2 Timothy, it talks about how he, he cannot deny himself. Well, if we're one, if you were united in him, then he's not going to deny us either. He's yeah. like his, pro- he's right. given us promises right. yeah. and they're for our good. Yeah. And so for him to have his way with us, that's a blessing. Right. That's a blessing. Yeah. And in our in our world, we can sometimes feel like, oh no, that would mean we're being taken advantage of or whatever right. negative aspect. Right. But that's not that's not the context because that's not who God is. And so recognizing the character of God and ha- him having his way with us is essential. Right. Right. And and I got something to say about that, but but a little side note to it is just the mere phrase of him having his way with us. When that pinches, 
usually for me anyways, that's a pinch because I want my way with me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And um, so there is some fundamental uh, wrong understanding with that. In other words, I think that I have the right to have my way with me, yeah. right? right? Right. But I was thinking of this when you're saying, so Galatians 5.16, walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The next verse says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, like in other words, has a strong desire against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these two are contrary one to another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. In other mm -hmm. words, if you want to walk in the flesh, then, then the spirit, as a believer, the spirit of God is always going to be opposing that. If you mm -hmm. want to walk in the spirit, the flesh is always going to be opposing that. So here's an example. Like you talk about <laughs> like real life. So yeah. whatever night it was, um, my daughter who's pregnant was having potentially maybe like, is there something going on here? Do we need to check into this? Right. Mm. So a prudent thing is, is why don't you go see the doctor and, um, and of course this always happens late at night, right? This is the worst case scenario. So, so um, Sue's gonna go over to their house to watch the kids, they're in bed, and she's gonna go over and watch the kids while, while they go. And she says, do you wanna come with me? I know my wife wants me to go with her. I don't wanna go. <laughs> uh, this was Sunday night, because I had just spoken twice. Well, you know what Saturday was like. Yep. Like, it's, I'm tired, yep. I don't wanna go. Yep. But I know that she wants me to go, and I know that that would be the right thing to do. I know that the Word of God tells me I'm supposed to love her, right? I'm supposed to give of myself. So, the, so me going is not going to be sinful, right? I, I have confidence in that. So I go, but I go with a grumpy attitude. And, you know, so the Lord just is at work in my own heart because now I'm walking in the flesh, Right. I'm following. I'm doing the work. I'm doing the right thing, but I'm not doing it with the right attitude because it's not that he just wants me to do it. He wants me to do it with let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the life that's going to be. So I had to wrestle with that and make some decisions about that to decide whether or not I was going to now not just go along. Here's my body there, but also that my heart was in it, that the attitude was lining up with what God said. Well, the according to verse 17, my flesh is going to be contrary to that. Like there's mm -hmm. going to, there's a, and there was, there was a battle. And that's the privilege of the believer to, am I going to submit to my own flesh or am I going to submit to the spirit of God? Right. And as I walk with him, that means I'm submitting to him. I'm functioning in the realm of the spirit there, as opposed to I'm functioning in the realm of my flesh is what's happening. And that's why I was saying, don't don't do this. Don't try to stop this thinking mm -hmm. that you're going to do this. No, you walk in the spirit, and guess what? He takes care of that, right? Once I made those choices, and I'll just tell you, like it took quite a bit of the evening. I was over there, and you know, we were watching a movie together, and I found myself still wrestling with some of that, just not wanting to be here, and finally having to come to a place. You know what, Lord? You want me to be here, so therefore I need to be content and make mm -hmm. that choice, right? So are you consciously, I'm just going to dig it a little deeper on that question. Yeah. Are you consciously thinking to yourself, am I walking in the flesh and the spirit? Or are, did it take a little while for that to really click and be like, oh, I'm probably in the flesh right now? Because I think that's kind of a question yeah. that I, I feel like a lot of believers ask, even yeah. ask me, community group settings. They're like, yeah. how do I know if I'm in the flesh or in the spirit? And I'm constantly stressed about that. Am I really in the spirit, walking in the spirit? Am I walking in the flesh? Like, where does that, where does that click in that moment yeah. for you? I, I don't. Personally, I, I think there's a place to consciously consider that from a learning perspective. 
But I think the normalcy of life would be such that um, we don't, we don't, I don't think have to wrestle with that so much as there needs to be a heart's intent or desire to walk in the spirit and to trust the spirit of God to convict us when we aren't. Mm. For me, mm-hmm. right away, as soon as Sue asked me that, I knew mm-hmm. what yeah. I should do. Yeah. Right. right. I believe that that was the spirit of God saying, son, I gave her to you. You're supposed to be uh, the representative of Christ to the church. And that means he gave himself for her. That's what you're supposed to represent. Go. Okay, Lord. You know, like that kind of a thing. But I'm not going to go happy. I didn't think these things. I was yeah, just yeah. saying that. But, but, um, but I was then grumpy about that. She picked it up, of course, and she said something. And it was a very kind, gracious, almost a bit of an alert to me. Um, that I would say the Lord was using my wife to, hey, son, yeah, you're, you are, but you're not going the way I want you to with an attitude, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and I think he just continued to convict me so that my mind began to work through that. It wasn't so much, now, am I in the flesh or in the spirit? I think I knew I was in the flesh, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I think there was an understanding of, well, this is what the Word of God says flesh looks like. This is what the Word of God says walking in the spirit, right? He's going to produce the fruit of the spirit, love. Well, I could say, well, I'm loving my wife. Yeah, but not with my whole heart. I went there with my body. I didn't go there with my heart for her, right? Joy. I was not, no, joy was not, I wasn't happy and I wasn't joyful either, right? Like no peace, no long suffering, right? None of these things were, so the, so the, the fruit of the spirit as he, which is the life of Christ, that's living out the life of Christ as that, um, as I become aware that that's not evident, that can be part of, hey, son, you see that? That's not me. That's mm-hmm. you doing that kind of stuff. That's mm-hmm. the, the, the scripture calls it the works of the flesh rather than the fruit of the flesh, which is mm-hmm. an interesting term there. But mm-hmm. that's what I was, I was producing things of the flesh. And mm-hmm. the Lord is so kind to give us the spirit to convict us and bring yes. us to repentance so yes. that we will yield to his spirit. Right. And there is, but it's a, there, there's a, we're sinners and it's a process, but God is, he is patient. He is persevering. He is enduring with us as we struggle in the flesh in that way. But he's, he's faithful even when we're not. And, and regardless of whether we're feeling, um, or aware that the spirit is indwelling us, I mean, how, how much during the day I'm thinking, oh, the Holy Spirit's indwelling me, you know, yeah, like, right. not, not a lot. But but regardless of how I'm feeling or acting or thinking, the Holy Spirit's there. That's so right. it's he's unchanging. I'm always changing. I'm fickle and moody and all of the things, but he is not. Right. And so he we can always know that he is faithful to be there. Right. He is there right. and we can have access to him. Right. Because the struggle for us is, I mean, the Word of God says that my heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, right? So I can make excuses for some of my behavior and my thinking and all that, but I don't fool him. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I say there's, I believe, a rest to the people of God. Lord, I want to walk with you when I'm not, when I'm making wrong choices, I'll trust you to convict me. I don't even have to ask him to do that because that's what he does, right? And I just want to learn, because it is maturing means I'm learning, oh, that's the Spirit of God there, right? Like, he's helping me to see, oh, I'm making a rotten choice. Sometimes he helps me to see it before I make that choice. Tim, I, I 
say it this way because it, it, it's as if he's going, Tim, don't do that, right? There's something happening in my heart like, hey, that's wrong. Don't be. I, I did not want to go. I knew that he was convicting my heart to go or challenging my heart to go. And I was tempted to just disobey him and just say to, to Sue, I'm too tired. She would have given up on me and let me stay home, right? Like, but I, so I, so I yielded to him there. Then I just didn't yield to him when it came to the attitude. And so he had to, the first one, he caught my heart and I'm responding. The second one, I didn't let him catch my heart. And now he has to do this, keep after me, convicting work to get me to come around. To, and he won't force me. There was no mm -hmm. arm twisting. Mm -hmm. It's like, son, are you going to come back into fellowship here with me? Or are you mm -hmm. just going to pout all night long? Like, how's this going? Well, I've pouted long enough for the years of my life to know <laughs> where that goes too, right? Like, I get mm -hmm. that. So little by little, that's what I'm talking about. He teaches us. It's not like, oh, man, we just get it. And we just like that. No, it's, man, Lord, I messed up there. Well, okay, but there's going to be lots more times mm -hmm. to walk through this. And characteristically, is this changing or are you just constantly staying in this fleshly expression of who you are when it's my son whose life is so precious that I want people to see, yeah. not yours? Something that you brought out in, uh, from Second Corinthians when you were talking about the ministry of the spirit oh, is yeah. more glorious than yeah. the glory of the law. <laughs> and so once again, that's a big, huge <clears throat> paradigm shift. And I, I want to go back and I want to read Second Corinthians 3. Um, starting in 16. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And yes. we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And you brought out the beholding language. And, and so when we're beholding Christ and, and just the character of God that the spirit is doing this transformation right. in our hearts and in our life and um, I was just thinking about what what are the things that are keeping me from beholding him like the, I'm so distracted That's, and I think yeah. especially in our western side of the world we are so distracted we are busy beyond measure we have all the media all the you know meetings and activities and right. running to and fro and we if there's even an idle moment we're picking up our phone to figure out how to use the time right. you know just right. it's just always in our face distractions 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 and so um for me i just i just realized there's there has got to be an intentionality of beholding him so right. i'm wanting him more than i'm wanting the distractions and that but that's going to take work like it doesn't just automatically happen but i think the spirit will bless that and because he's beautiful he's more beautiful than everything <laughs> like yeah, he is right, the exactly. most beautiful so why right. am i not beholding him right. uh goes like back to the i need precious to. concept that you're yes. talking about earlier i mean it, yes. that's such a great application way to kind of wrap it all up because there there's still this constant uh need for us to grow in our understanding of who god is and understand and recognize that we do have this holy spirit mm -hmm. and, and we're all we're talking about these nitty-gritty kind of little details about what it looks like to walk in the spirit all because of what happened there in the book of acts that transition of right. this new age that we are in yeah. where we have the holy spirit i, I think you did a woohoo from the stage <laughs> yeah. like you know we yeah. should be in awe yeah. 
of what God did in revealing the Spirit for us, that He is with us all the time, mm. that we don't have to be praying, don't let the Spirit leave me, yeah, you know, right. and that we can sit here and wrestle with, oh, you know, oh, I should be walking by the Spirit and producing, you know, have my heart filled with love, you yeah. know. They, yeah. Back in the Old Testament days, they weren't thinking mm-hmm. about that at all. They, yeah. It's just this constant yeah. law, go to the yeah. temple and, yeah. you know, confess and just sacrifice. Yeah. And here, it's so cool. It's so cool. We have this right. yeah. indwelling right. Spirit where we can behold the, the glory of God yeah. like a mirror, just yeah. looking at, man, yeah. that's cool. And then you piece all of us individuals together that we then are the body of Christ, and we have this concept of displaying God's glory to the right. world around us right. because yeah. of the life of Christ, because of the Spirit in us. Yep. Now, man, we're now we're getting this building up the spiritual temple of exactly. uh, of who exactly. of what God has yep. purposed yep. for us to be. Yep. It's just cool. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes we struggle with it because we feel like, well, then therefore, if that happens, it's almost like. We know better than this, but it's almost like, well, then people have to get saved. They'll see it and they'll just have mm. no other choice but to get saved. But the reality is, is that broad is the way that the mm. path that leads. It. Like there's a lot of people who are on that path and they're not coming off that path. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think sometimes we as believers get um, discouraged because we think that all this will happen or we think wrongly about, you know, I talked about the power of the spirit, like as if somehow Remember, it was mm. a Simeon who, or a Simon who, and he saw them lay, put their hands on him, and they received the Spirit. He said, "Give me that power too." Mm-hmm. And Peter said, mm-hmm. "Lord, like, yeah. no, none of this kind of right. stuff, right? Like, <laughs> right. you're gonna perish, but mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, yeah. pray for me. Why? Because it, he kind of represents some of our thinking, like, oh, well, that's power. Oh, I want that yeah. power, right? The signs and wonders, right? Right. Rather than are we blown away by the power? that it lives within us that allows me to say no to sin. Mm. Can you believe that? When I always thought that I had to give in to this, and I have for all of my life, only to now figure out, I don't have to do that. I've been free. Because there, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, right? Mm-hmm. I'm free yeah, to free. say no to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That's cosmic power, if you want to sure. <laughs> right? Like that. It is supernatural. That's right. It yeah. is because it's outside of ourselves. That's right. And it's... You said the life of Christ can only display be displayed in us by the Holy Spirit. That's correct. And Everything anything else is, is pseudo. Yep. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the 40 minutes that you packaged all that together. Yeah. Because, again, you weren't just focusing on this idea of walking by the Spirit. It had to build up and yeah. unpack what God's purpose is for it. And it's yeah. a lifetime. Yeah. It's not just a sermon. It's not just a uh, right. podcast here. It's not just a training center class. But it's a lifetime of learning yes, and growing. And, yes, and what that looks like. Which well, is a wonderful lifetime, by the way, to just right. learn that. Right? Yeah. It's and, not a drudgery. Putting us to then what is future yeah. glory in heaven going to look yeah. like. And That's just, right. it's great. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, but here we are still on this world and still trudging away yeah. through yeah. rainy weather and yeah. getting through life with right. uh, a bad attitude to go right. hang out with a wife or whatever, you know. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. But we do, you know, yeah. best we can in God's power and strength. Yeah. Well, we have the Christmas season coming up. Um, so let's just kind of just give a quick little taste of what's to come here around yeah. FBC. Yeah. So we have uh, the Hanging of the Greens coming up on November 27th on that Monday. So bring your families for worship and decorating the church. That same night is the Christmas parade. So if you're signed up to assist in promoting Follow the Star at the Christmas parade, go do that. 
Then we have Follow the Star the following weekend, yeah. December 2nd and 3rd. Um, so there's just a lot of service opportunities, a lot of connecting opportunities, ways that we can um, worship and serve and grow. Uh, Which as I a think family. there's still like a need for Plenty people of needs. to oh, serve yeah. I heard in various today, roles. Yeah, so. People didn't have responded and continue to respond. So just keep going to the website to find out what the specific needs are. I think it's crazy to think about this, but the biggest stress right now, some of the staff are, are we going to have enough cookies? <laughs> so if, if, if yeah, you're not I'm sure about what to that. do, <laughs> let's just go ahead and make, make a couple dozen cookies and yeah. bring them in, people. Because so I like cookies. <laughs> we'll, we'll feed Tim and his army and family of cookies there after the, after right. Frolic Star. Right. But then as we move into the Christmas season, Tim, I'll just give you 30 seconds here or so, and the Word became flesh. And yeah. we're going to focus on words. Paint a picture for what the sermons will look like yeah. there in December. So over over the month of December, we'll be choosing out words or phrases that fit in into the Christmas story, right? For example, the first one is going to be fear not. Mm-hmm. The angels fear not, right? So we're going to look at that in the context of the Christmas story and then take that further into like again so how how does that play out in my life too is mm. there a is there a fear not that ought to be spoken to me mm. and that i can live in a in a way where that's um not a controlling thing right of my cool. heart yeah so, so that'll take we'll do that with a number of phrases in december yeah. yeah and so just for what it's worth if you guys haven't looked at your calendars yet christmas eve is on a sunday so for our church body life and corporate gatherings, it'll just be standard weekend services yeah. on that yeah. weekend. So we can worship together as families. You got your Saturday night service on the 23rd. You've got your three services on Sunday the 24th. And uh, there's your Christmas season yeah. here at FBC. Yeah. So, well, Alicia. We'll be into a new year. Tim, can you believe Coming that? up to 2024, people. <laughs> Don't jump ahead too fast. Sorry. We're not there yet. I'm too old. We still have Thanksgiving in a couple of days. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for being here. And uh, once again, catch our episodes on really any of those podcast platforms. Remember that we do have the uh, Fellowship Family podcast here at FBC, along with the Global Church podcast. Catch new episodes whenever they get released. So the fact of the matter, guys, is that sermons are not meant just to take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless. Bye.